Murphy, bro. That son of a gun. Something, isn't it? With Candace Bergen. I know. Ugh, I've always liked her. Remember her in the carnal knowledge? Sure. She show her breasts in that. She's not really the naked type. <laughs> we need change, and all I got is 20s. I have a 10. So break it. I hate asking for change. They always make a face. It's like I'm asking them to donate a kidney. So buy some. <laughs> what? I don't know, some uh, mints or Tic Tacs. Welcome to Cybros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line, a man who appeared in an obscure episode of Three Stooges and just committed a 519 right before doing the podcast, my brother and co-host, Jonah Krause. How you doing, Jonah? Was that wrong? <laughs> Should, Should I have not done that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Got a, a little jealousy while watching this episode because uh, the last time we did a episode out of New York, well, we're in Connecticut, but uh, out of the normal New York area for the, the characters, they were in Florida and we were in Florida. And now this one's in California and we're not, <laughs> we're not doing it from California. Where are we doing this podcast from anyways? Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know what street you're on? Because I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I am so... I don't know about you, but I am so fucking pumped to get into season four. Yeah, me too. Uh, We wrapped shit up real tight like a a condom over a dick. (laughs) We'll continue Uh, that on. (laughs) <laughs> well that i well there will be i i'm gonna say the there will be less dick talk over the next uh, couple of episodes i think but i am fucking ripping for the next couple of episodes man. I, I i think um the first three seasons went well started mm-hmm. off a little shaky yeah um but we warmed up real nice and then we um tied it up a little bow with our wrap-up season yeah, I think we're gonna roll nicely with the next three. Uh, now that we got forty episodes of Seinfeld and twenty episodes of Sign Bros under our belt, we know what works, we know what doesn't. So I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. We did our uh, category wrap up, and uh, we uh, came up with some categories, and and I felt like that one came together and we kind of wrapped up those first three seasons real tight uh the one thing though is the category episode i can't believe we did a whole category episode with my, without me asking you what was the best outfit of the first three seasons i know since oh, our early God. episodes hinged on a lot of your fashion reports i know i know it great point i'm thinking we'll uh we'll Make sure that it's included when we do our second set of the uh, the wrap up. Yeah, we'll make sure that it's included. All right. Jerry showed up in California looking real fucking dumb. Oh my god! We'll get to that in the in the observations. I think I got one for that. <laughs> <laughs> George looked good. Yeah, George. of course he did. George yeah. is sharp. He was he was wearing his uh, seasonal outfit. You know, yeah, morning I mist. Did. Yeah. <laughs> every mood he was in he had a great outfit for it so the, the, for both which episodes. which i also wanted I'll, we're going to discuss uh george's uh performance in this episode as well but uh without further ado 
do you want to jump in and start with the first half of the trip as we go over the trip part one and the trip part two? Yep, let's jump into part one of the trip. So we got uh, Jerry and George, they're at Monk's, and Jerry is explaining to George that Kramer was on uh, an episode of Murphy Brown, and uh, George can't believe it. He's, he's just like, he's, uh, he's dumbfounded almost. He's like, he, really, he was on an episode of Murphy Brown? Kramer was on an episode of Murphy Brown? And uh, that's what Candace Bergen, right? <laughs> and uh, George is like, was it? Didn't she uh, re- show her breast in uh, I think, what, Carnal Knowledge? Was it? Yeah. She's not that type of actress, though. And uh, <laughs> right. And uh, George is like, you know that Kramer asked me to come out to California with him. He did? Yeah. I turned him down. How come you didn't tell me? He asked me to keep it a secret. But you can never keep a secret. I know. This was like a record. My previous record was when uh, Jody Hirsch asked me not to tell anybody that we slept together. Kept the lid on that for about 28 seconds. Well, you've come a long way. I've matured. Jerry's like, well, you know, I got an extra ticket to California because they're flying me out to do the Tonight Show. He's like, you want to go? A free ticket? Yeah, in fact, we could track down Kramer. I always felt bad about the way he left, you know? That was a mess. I never should have taken back those keys. What about accommodations? All taken care of. Is there a meal allowance? <laughs> what about seat assignments? Could I have the kosher meal? I hear the kosher meal is good. <laughs> and I need clothes. I gotta get a haircut. And I have to, I have to refill my allergy medication. Ooh, can we need a hat? I need a hat, don't I? Can we do the Universal tour? They have that backdraft exhibit now. That looks very cool to me. Next scene, we have Kramer, and he's just sitting what looks to be backstage, smoking a pipe, talking to a bunch of people in, in the studio about his experiences and, like, about acting in general. And then there's just a security guard who comes over, and he's, like, he grabs Kramer and kicks him out of the studio. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Kramer. He's popping out of his little uh, bungalow or apartment, and he's got to make a phone call. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Candace Bergen, please. Who's calling, please? Uh, well, just tell her that it's Kramer. <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll call her at home. <laughs> Out comes Kramer's, uh, neighbor, Helena. And Kramer's like, oh, hello, Helena. And she just, like, bursts on the scene. She's like, you know, I haven't worked in 60 years. And uh, Kramer was just like kind of listening to her go on and on about how she was in a Three Stooges episode where they go to prison and I think a baby dies. <laughs> <laughs> and Kramer's like, oh, that, that was kind of an unusual choice for the Stooges. <laughs> she's like, he's like, I, I got to go. I got a lot of things to do. And he's like running up the stairs. She's like, you'll never make it in this town. It'll eat you alive. Kramer! Kramer! Kramer. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go back to uh, New York and George shows up at Jerry's apartment and he's got like five bags of like things that he's traveling with. We're going on a two-day trip. What are you, Diana Ross? (laughs) I happen to dress based on mood. 
But you essentially wear the same thing all the time. Seemingly. Seemingly. But within that basic framework, there are many subtle variations, only discernible to an acute observer, that reflect the many moods, the many shades, the many sides of George Costanza. And what mood is this? This is morning mist. <laughs> uh, we go back in uh, the California, the California, and it's just a couple of cops, and they're at a crime scene, and uh, they're just like kind of looking over the scene. They got the detective and his partner. They're like lo looking at the body, trying to, you know, they're just kind of like investigating the scene. One of the officers is like, "Do you think there were any witnesses?" And the other one's like, "Just the trees, Johnny. <laughs> just the trees." <laughs> and then we go back and it's Jerry and George and they're at the airport and uh, they're going through all the uh, nonsense they have to do at the airport Sands taking off your shoes because this is uh, the 90s Yeah, they're about to go through like the metal, metal detector and George is like I'm always afraid to go through these it's like I feel like when I go through I'll end up on the other side in, in another dimension and uh, he goes through, and there's no issue. And then uh, Jerry goes through next and starts beeping. And the uh, security guard there is like, do you have any metal objects? Do you have any uh, jewelry, necklaces, bracelets, anklets? <laughs> and Jerry's like, anklets? <laughs> and then George's bag gets pulled to the side. It's like, the security guard asked him to open it. They're going through. He's like, "You have any? You have any uh, weapons? You got a knife?" George's like, "A knife?" <laughs> and then they pull out like a moisturizer, and the security guard's like, "Oh, is this for your wife?" He's like, "No, no, for me." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other security guard starts like doing the metal detector like over Jerry's body, and like everyone's watching, and he's like. Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, okay, you guys are good to go. And they take, you know, they uh, go to their gate. Uh, the next scene is Kramer walking into an, aud an audition, and um, there's like a like fifty people in there, and. Uh, He's like, oh, I'm Kramer. I'm here for the audition. He's like, oh, which the guy's like, which audition? He's like, the exercise uh, video, the music video, the commercial, the infomercial. And he's like, I, I guess, I guess I'm here for all of them. And the scenes start going flashing back and forth of all the different things that he's like auditioning for. And uh, during one of the, I think it was like the scary movie or whatever. yeah, horror movie audition. Horror movie. The horror movie audition, he tells the girl that's next to him that she screams really good. She says the same to, to uh, Kramer. It looks like they're hitting it off as friends, kind of trying to make it. The next we have Kramer and that very same girl. They're over at a like a little uh, hole-in-the-wall restaurant. So can I keep this treatment? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got 20 coffees. Because I can uh, show it to my manager. He has connections with West German television money. Great. Yeah, they're trying to put together a miniseries for me on Ava Brown. I mean, think about it. Is that a great idea? We know nothing about Ava Brown, only that she was Hitler's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. What was it like having sex with Adolf Hitler? What do you wear in a bunker? What do her parents think of Hitler as a potential son-in-law? I mean, I could just go on and on. Wait, wait, hold it, hold it. In walks Fred Savage, and 
and uh, Kramer's like, oh, excuse me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over and talk to him. He'd be perfect for my treatment. Hey. Oh, did I frighten you? I'm not crazy. No. I mean, I may look weird, but I'm just like you. I'm just a regular guy, just trying to make it in this business. <sighs> you know, I, I really like your work. The, uh, uh, thank you. God, I can't remember the name of it. Thanks. But, uh, my mind's a blank. I'm sort of nervous. That's you know, okay. <gasps> you know uh, relax. No, okay, yeah. Relax. But I got the. Stupid. And I'm not normally like this. Usually I'm very cool and charming. You know, I don't mean to bother you or anything, but I think it's fate that you happen to be here at the same time as me. Yeah, it's fate, you know. Yeah, so I got Can't this, avoid your fate. Yeah, I got this treatment. I think you'd be great in, you know? Okay. So uh, I'm yeah. going to get it, okay, give it to you, you, all right? Thanks a lot. All right. All right. Thanks. Oh, wait, uh, you're going now? Bye. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> the next thing we have Jerry and George, and they're at the hotel. Jerry's on the phone. He's, he's trying to locate Kramer, and, and George is like going through all the like the cool amenities of the hotel. He's like, "Oh, I got conditioner in here, shampoo, a shower cap." <laughs> and Jerry's like, "Well, George, what? How would you describe Kramer's hair?" Jerry's like, "Wavy or curly," and and George is like, "Curly," and Jerry tells the person, "Wavy." And then they they put him on hold, and Jerry's like, "George, did you see a crumpled up piece of paper that I had on the nightstand? Had a bunch of jokes that I had written down." And, and Jerry's like, "No, no." Person gets back on, and Jerry's like, "How tall do you think Kramer is?" Uh, as they're kind of talking, he's like six two or six three or whatever. And then there's a knock at the door. Come in. <laughs> Hello, I have more towels. Oh, good, good, come in, come in, welcome. Um, I'm George. Oh, hello. Hi, and this is uh, Jerry over there on the phone. That's Jerry, and you are? Uh... Lupe. Lupe, that's very nice, very nice. Listen, are you gonna be making up the bed in the morning? Oh, yes. Fine, excellent. Could you do me a favor? <laughs> Could you not tuck the blankets in because I can't sleep all tucked in. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes. I like to just be able to take the blankets and swish them and swirl them. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't like them all tucked in. <laughs> I just don't. I like to have a lot of room. You know, I like to have my toes pointed up in the air. <laughs> I just like to scrunch up the blankets. <laughs> yes, yes. It's too tight to sleep. Exactly. You know what I'm talking oh, about, right? Oh, yes. It's too tight. Um, him too? Oh, uh, Jerry, you want your blankets tucked in? And Jerry has no interest. He's like, ah, whatever. He's like, just I'll tuck them in. And so George is like, so that's one tuck and one no tuck. And then he's like, you know, let me, Jerry, are you sure you want it tucked in? Like, <laughs> put me down for a no tuck. And then he's like, that's so that's two no tuck. Oh, you don't want the sheets tucked in. It's too tight to sleep. <laughs> and, then, and then Jerry's like, oh, no, 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 forget it. Put me down, put me down for a tuck. And, and George's like, are you sure? He's like, ah, yes, I'm sure. I'm tucking. And then so George goes back to Lupe. And he's like, so that's one tuck and one no tuck. And uh, Jerry's like, asked Lupe if she had thrown out a piece of paper that he had on the nightstand. She's like, oh yes, I throw out paper uh, when I come to clean room. And, and then she leaves and, and uh, Jerry's like, I can't believe she threw out the piece of paper. And uh, George is like, it's not Lupe's fault. 
<laughs> Don't blame it on Lupe. And the next scene opens up and it's Jerry and George and they're driving. They're uh, arguing about the tucks and whether anybody tucks anymore. And uh, they just kind of ride it down the street and Kramer comes out of like a copy machine store and uh, they miss him. And then we go to another scene where it's a bunch of police officers and they're on another crime scene. And... Hey, Lieutenant. Yeah. This was found on her person. On her person? What kind of expression is that? <laughs> I don't know, sir. Police lingo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> What's your name, son? Ross. Ross. Do you see that person there, Ross? Yes, sir. She's dead. Have you got that? Yes, sir. Good. Now get out of here before you find yourself on transit patrol writing tickets to senior citizens with fake bus passes. <laughs> yes, sir. They find Kramer's treatment at the scene because it's the blonde that he had befriended from the audition. And one of the detectives is like, I think we caught a break. Next, we have Jerry and George, and they've shown up over uh, for the Tonight Show. And Jerry's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. I just got to go change. And George's like, oh, okay, I'll be all right. As he's standing there, Corbin Burnson comes out. And uh, George looks at him and looks again. He's like, oh, Corbin Burnson. He's like, I'm a big fan. He's like, do I have a case for you guys to do on L.A. Law? <laughs> really? <laughs> so mind you, at this point, I'm only going out with her two, three weeks. So she goes out of town, and she asks me to feed her cat. So at this time, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life, and uh, it slips my mind for a few days. Maybe a week. Maybe a week, five, six days. Yeah, 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 so what happened? Well, <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. The cat dies. <laughs> So she comes back into town, she finds the cat lying on the carpet, stiff as a board. So you killed the cat. That's what she says. I say, listen, it was an old cat. It died of natural causes. So get this, now she tells me that I gotta buy her a brand new cat. I say, listen, honey, first of all, it was a pretty old cat. I'm not gonna buy you a brand new cat to replace an old dying cat. And second of all, I go out to the garbage, I find you a new cat in 15 seconds. I say, you show me an autopsy report that says this cat died of starvation, I spring for a new cat. So she says something to me like, uh, I don't know, get the hell out of here, and she breaks up with me. Next we have George, and he's standing there talking with George Wendt from Cheers, and George is like, enough with the bar already. Come on. Uh, seriously, have they, have they thought about changing the setting? Doubt it. I really? doubt it, yeah. Really? Because people do meet in places besides a bar. Oh, well, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> what about a rec room? Uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a, a community center? Yeah. You ought to write one of those. Yeah? Listen, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up with the producer. I got a... Uh... Fabulous. I'll think about that, George. Thank you. <laughs> Jerry comes back, and George is like, this is, was unbelievable. He's like, I, I saw George went. And Corbin Burnson, I had actual conversations with. Not like fan talk. I wasn't like gushing. It was just like, it was so cool. And Jerry's like, oh, you have uh, toilet paper on your shoe. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> the next is Corbin Burnson who's getting interviewed on, uh, on the Tonight Show. He's talking about how he gets uh, asked all the time about the show. Just a few seconds ago, right here, right outside in the hallway, this nut, some sick nut comes up to me and says, uh, you're supposed to watch this girl's cat while she was away out of town. Anyway, he forgets to feed the cat. The cat dies, starves to death. He kills the cat, refuses to get her a new one, won't give her any money, won't pay her, and he wants Arnie Becker to represent him. Nice guy. Yeah, that'd make a great case for L.A. Law. Thanks a lot. We flash quickly, and it's Helena Kramer's next-door neighbor, and she's getting interviewed by the police, and she's telling them all about Kramer. You're a very handsome man. And she's just acting all nuts. And then we go back to The Tonight Show, and George Went is on there, and um, talking about how people always talk to him about cheers. And he's like, as a matter of fact, I ran into a nut backstage, <laughs> and he was telling me how we shouldn't do the show in a bar. And uh, then we go back, and it's the police interviewing that uh, weirdo hippie kid from the van. So that's when I said, hey, Kramer, dude, you ever kill a man before? And he said, what do you think, Junior? These hands have been soaking in ivory liquid. And then we go back and it's Corbin Bernson and George went talk. They're like comparing notes. It's like, was that not like a short little bald guy with glasses? And then we go quickly and it's Jerry, um, on stage at the, the at the Tonight Show, and because he had lost like his his notes full of uh, <laughs> full of jokes, he's standing there just having a rough time. So uh, I'm uh, going through the airport, and I have to put my bag on that little uh, uh, the uh, that uh, the, the conveyor belt. <laughs> Quickly goes back again to the detectives. Issue an arrest warrant. Put out an APB. Let's pick up this uh, Kramer. Jerry's like meets George backstage, and Jerry's all upset and frustrated. He's like, "I was terrible, I was terrible." And uh, he's like, "I can't believe." He's like, "It's all because Loopy threw out all my jokes." And he's like, "I can't believe you're blaming this on Lupe." <laughs> and then they turn and they see on the TV screen there's Keith Morrison, and he's talking about there's this huge break in the smog strangler case. They actually have a photo of the suspect. Our top story tonight, there has been a break in the so-called smog stranglings. Police have just released a photo of the suspect being sought in connection with the slang. He is known only as Kramer. George and Jerry are just standing there like dumbfounded. And that's how the episode ends. Yep. The episode is called The Trip Part 1. We'll be doing Part 2 later on, but... Uh, part one starts off with Jerry and George going to California to go to the Tonight Show. And while they're there, they're going to search for Kramer. Kramer is trying to get his acting career and his directing career going. And then through a series of, of events, it turns out there's murders. The smog strangler is loose in California. And Kramer is a suspect. And that's how the episode ends. So no Elaine in this episode. Uh, no, no is this Elaine. the first one other than the pilot without Elaine? Um, or the first episode? I, I think it is. I think so. 
the pen had no George and no Kramer. And then there were other ones without Kramer. Yeah, the Chinese restaurant had no Kramer. Yeah. Um, and I think the rest of them have Elaine in them, but I could be wrong about that. But it's interesting. Ruthie Cohen, I think, makes her first appearance on the show. In the very Ruthie first, Cohen? Yeah, in the first scene when they walk in the coffee shop. I know she's in that scene, and I think that might be her first appearance. When they're talking about, when Jerry's saying that uh, he saw Kramer as um, on uh, Mur- Murphy Brown. Yeah, and Murphy Brown. And George is like kept the he he kept the vault closed for the longest he's ever kept it closed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a record. It was a record since uh, Ju- Jody Hirsch. He, and that record was twenty two seconds. <laughs> oh man. That so fits his uh, character. Is like George has sex and he's like immediately tells the first oh. part. He probably told the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> he told the dog too, and the dog just left the room and <laughs> after licking himself. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Speaking of character, so George and allergies too. That's the first time we find out he has allergies. Of course, he has allergies. It's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he perfectly fits his character. He you know, it doesn't. I don't know if. How do you feel about him moisturizing? Do you think that fits his character? Yeah, because his hands. Oh, that's right. That's you true. Know, creamy. Yeah. <laughs> how did I never notice this before? Yeah, yeah. George, listen, George is sharp. He's he wears cologne for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's bald, but he's fucking on point with his outfit and stuff. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember when he's? Uh, we'll get to it, obviously. But spoiler alert: my one of my favorite episodes, the uh, when he goes to the meat packing plant slash club. Yeah. And he's getting ready, like he's all into it. Man. He's combing his he's got oh, yeah. a hair dryer going. He, <laughs> he takes he probably takes longer than me to fuck. <laughs> he packs more than me. He probably does. I don't yeah. pack that much. Usually two and a half bags. He's, right, got, he's right. got five. <laughs> right. And then he takes longer than me to get ready. That's why he's always he never has a job. He always shows he shows up later than me. <laughs> 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 all right so george and jerry decide to travel to california and they're going through the security at the airport oh, yeah. which which is so i mean you you mentioned it like no shoes off like and it looks like they're going through that metal detector and getting right on the plane too could you imagine I so I know. crazy they, how different it used to be they thought it was bad then which i think both of us can agree that even back that you know prior pre-2001 the airport sucked but now it's fucking horrible you gotta do a whole thing yeah i remember after 2001 and they used to spot check people so they'd like make you do the whole thing and then they'd pull you out of line and like give you a pat down and a rub down a whole literally three times in a row i got that so I was you like, look like a serial I look like a terrorist, apparently. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And then I, we uh, get, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I, did I ever tell you this story? So when um, uh, Steph and I 
we took the uh, cruise down to Bermuda. When you were and, late? No, no, that was the, that was our honeymoon. Mm. We were on time for the cruise because this was before we got married, so I had to like be on point. Like <laughs> you had to pretend <laughs> like you had. <laughs> yeah, I had to pretend that I was like on time. <laughs> so we were on our cruise, and um, we had, uh, you know, we docked, and we had like a day where we went to the beach and stuff, and like. At that time, I had like a spike haircut or whatever. Yeah. And after swimming, my ha- my hair was down, and I had taken out my contacts. I was wearing glasses when we when we went back on the uh, the boat. Plus you were so I looked completely different than my um, my little pass or whatever. Yeah. Plus you were <laughs> red as fuck too. Yeah, I, I look like a tomato, <laughs> and uh, they pulled me to this. <laughs> oh my like, god it was like a whole thing like i'm, I'm like what? yeah they thought i was like probably trying to get on the boat and like hijack it or something I don't oh know. god i look completely different than my passport or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know because i because i look like i look like i'm like 11 with more my hair's like flat yeah <laughs> then i like this this little kid is trying to hitch a ride to the states yeah, <laughs> like Alien Gonzalez or whatever. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only. I never got like yanked to the side at the airport or anything. Oh, I, all I the time. Because you to got be... the ball. You got the shaved head, man. Yeah. yeah, this is. Oh. Uh, yeah, this might have oh. been pre-shaved head though, but I always had a sloppy hairdo, so <laughs> like that was probably part of it. No, but I'm. I'm telling. I. I bet we could. We could. Uh, we could get an attorney and sue the airlines for like discrimination for all the people with bald heads because they definitely get pulled to the side, <laughs> suspected of being a serial killer, <laughs> right? Because I I think that like yeah. <laughs> you're a baldest, damn it. How does the baldest fit in? Well, <laughs> we think you're serial killers. <laughs> you're a fucking baldest. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, uh, at the security at the airport now so now you know post 2001 and uh all the new security and stuff so what's your least favorite part of going through security now um well it depends like so when we go down to florida in september i'll probably be wearing shorts and sandals or whatever yeah so it won't bother me that much but when we go in january you got I, I'm rocking a coat. I got fucking pants on with a belt, shoes, the whole bit. I got to get, I, it takes fucking an hour. Yeah. Get, get back to where I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fucking can't stand it. I got to take the, you know what I mean? Like, I got to take the belt off, my coat, my fucking, I got to do all this shit. And it's I was, like, I don't know. I always uh, thought it was your shoes because you always refuse to take a shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> he refused to take his shoes off. <laughs> no, but you know, like I got like the Frank everybody. Unless, unless you're gay, like you wear pants that are a little bit too big. So like <laughs> once I take my belt off, my pants are falling down. I got no shoes on. I'm like holding it. I got one hand holding up my pants. I got the other one fucking pushing my three like uh things that have all my shit in there oh yeah 
it's it's such and then and then like i'm trying to put my belt on and then more shit is coming down people are looking at me i'm trying to do it all quick you know yeah it sucks it's funny i got the tsa pre-check and that as soon as i get it i flew like once and then covid started and then they stopped doing pre-check so like, I, I have this cool thing where you don't have to take your laptop out of your bag or your shoes off. But then all of a sudden they're like, well, there's no more of that line. <laughs> so I got gypped. Yeah, they get you coming. And you, know, and you know my cheap ass. I'm real pissed. Oh, my God. I want an extension. <laughs> yeah. I want a four-week extension. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Like> fucking Vandalay. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, I get it. Like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Oh, yeah, no everything. doubt. You know, but it's just such a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, no doubt. They got to do something like all the shit you got to do to even fucking book a flight. They got to be able to screen out these yeah. stuff. Like, so before you even get to the airport, like they have like the shady people and like, all right, the, you know, Jonah and Jacob Krause from fucking Connecticut are good. Like, they do an they do an offensive podcast, but they've never. But been that's no the terrorist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might. They, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? There's got to yeah. be a better way, but you know, at the end of the day, yeah. be it is what it is. Yeah. I'm always happier to do it as I'm going on vacation rather than when I'm coming back. Oh god! But uh, that machine they have where you have to stick your arms up like a prisoner or whatever. Yeah, you know, hands over your head. Like I love that. I I think it's fun to do that thing. I kind of enjoy it. I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like the whole thing about like people complaining that they could see them naked or whatever? Did you do you remember that little thing that happened when they first came out with that machine? No, I don't. Oh, there was this whole like conspiracy about like that machine like sees through your clothes and sees people naked. So people were like refusing to go through it and stuff. It was like a whole thing. Really? And for me, I was like naked, naked, naked. I don't care. Like, I really don't give a shit. Like, Not if I'm all. safe, like, whatever. Take a picture. They could see my pecker. I don't <laughs> I don't You'd care. probably lose it if it wasn't attached, though. That's true. All right. So, which, getting back to, to Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so, which Kramer audition did you like the best? They're all pretty bad. But maybe the, uh, the rock video, because we get to see him... Uh, See that wild hair get nuts? Oh, it's uh, funny. I, I don't know. They're all bad. I think so. I'd rank it like this. I'd say the exercise videos won because that shit he's doing with the kicks <laughs> is fucking insane, man. Holy shit, is he flexible? And he's all yeah. lanky, so it looks like he's I about know. to hit the ceiling with his kicks. And then the second one for me is the is the uh whatever that juice. Thing that he's doing that green juice oh, yeah. and he's just like spitting it out <laughs> <laughs> really that makes me laugh every time so <laughs> all yeah right. they're all pretty bad though <laughs> we we already got my feelings on the tuck like i've said it 12 times are you a no tuck guy or a tuck guy i am a tuck guy oh you like the tuck i like to be tucked in so it's one tuck one no tuck yeah yeah it doesn't bother like i i'd rather i'd rather be tucked in i feel like a tucked in bed with clean sheets is real nice but because i don't ever make my bed at least when i was single or whatever like i always ended up 
you do the, you clean your room you clean your sheets you do the you tuck everything in nice you have that one nice night and then everything is disheveled after that um which i i i have i struggle with those disheveled sheets because they always like you ever like stretch out and like your are hanging out. Oh. <laughs> like how bad is then you try to straighten it out and you can't seem to get it right for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But I'm too lazy to ever get like to tuck everything back in and get it crisp, you know? Yeah. I'm a yeah. I'm a I, I've already discussed this numerous times. I'm a no tuck guy, but I do like the blankets covering the bed because if my feet come out, I'd like feel so. Oh, ugh, I hate weird, that feeling right? too. Yeah. Um, Did you ever you ever pull a hammy? Uh, <laughs> like you went into a bed that got tucked in, and yeah, you pulled a hammy. Uh, I don't think I've ever pulled a hammy, but I've definitely laid in the bed and on vacation and woke up with back problems. <laughs> That's usual. That's uh, yeah. pretty much par for the course for me. True. Sore back. <laughs> Gotta love it. Can't um, go on vacation without having a back problem. So here's here's the main question I have on this episode, though. So they go to California, and then Jerry's calling. Who like what is his plan to try to get a hold of Kramer? I'm so confused by this. He's calling around looking but, for looking for him. I guess. But what is it? Who is he calling? Like hotels? Like the operator? So. I think he's, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think, he, yeah, I think maybe he's calling around. Kramer's got such, like, um, like the, you know. If he you makes such him, an impression. Yeah, if you see him, like, like, yeah, I think, and Jerry knows that. Like, if, if Kramer's in the area, somebody probably, like, would be able to say oh yeah yeah he i know yeah he's um comes to this store he gets his cigars or whatever like yeah he's memorable you know oh that that guy yeah i saw him rollerblading down uh roller skating with down the uh, yeah yeah with like some the, tight ass spandex weaving he, stand, he stands out in a crowd so he's just like calling around i guess yeah it's kind of a weird it, it's yeah. funny to now how they could just like literally like get the cell phone number or whatever and he yeah. probably could ask newman because you know he's still in touch with newman <laughs> yeah probably probably well someone's got to be tending to his apartment yeah which is which i'll talk about in the second episode but uh so whose fault do you th- do you think it's lupe's fault about the jokes on the napkin no so you don't see i'm on the other side of this one I think it's if it's, if the paper wasn't crumpled up, I'd say definitely. I uh, think in or around refuse is refuse, and it's on his um, it's on his desk, even though it's crumpled, like it's on the nightstand. I thought it was on the nightstand. Yeah, the nightstand. Like and it's, it's not crum- on the, but it's crumpled. Yeah, but it, you put stuff on the nightstand; it needs to stay there, even if there's a crumpled receipt. Like I expect it to not get thrown out. Yeah. No, I mean, I I don't know. I. I don't know. I don't know. I think that I'm, I don't know. When I stay in a hotel, I don't like them to come until I'm gone anyways. Right. Right. <laughs> to be I, honest I, with I, you, I don't, I, I feel the same way. Like, like once I'll, I check I'll, in, it's yeah. I'll take care of things until I leave. Like don't come in, like yeah. maybe, maybe make the bed, but don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But no, but I look at it like I feel like it was crumpled up and looked like trash. So she threw it out. Maybe she shouldn't have, but she did. Don't blame her. Don't blame Lupe. <laughs> it's not her fault. <laughs> no, I mean, that sucked though for Jerry if he had some good jokes on it. Yeah, but the <laughs> the funny thing is he's telling the joke about the conveyor belt. Like he knows the joke. Just rewrite the fucking joke and write the word conveyor belt. Yeah, I know. He like choked because he didn't have the it wasn't like he was gonna carry the napkin on stage at the tonight show. Yeah. <laughs> Just rewrite that, the well, joke. He got thrown off, maybe. <laughs> Which I love. I am such a fan, and I think I've already mentioned this. Like when Jerry bombs on stage, it's like, oh my! It is my absolute favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to the uh, the airline pilot. That whole thing. That's one of my favorite scenes of all the show. Just like, all right. And then when he turns heel and does the, (laughs) (laughs) I love that part. The cancer, the cancer set. Yeah. Yeah. Because you right. know, like deep down, like Jerry's such a perfectionist that he would never bomb a show. Yeah. Like never. Yeah, I've seen him like six times and he's never even slipped once. It's always nah. smooth. I mean, this is probably 40 years of stand up that he's, you know, he's been doing. So his, he's pretty much got it down. But like, yeah. But his personality, he's got the whole set fucking like ironed out. Like, oh, yeah. Like he, he, there's no way he's. All right, so let's let's go to the categories. Uh, the first category is up, down, even, Steven. Well, Elaine's eliminated because she's not even in it. Yeah, um, not even a mention, so you can't. Even... Right, she's, she's non-existent. Um, Kramer is down because he is a suspected serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry's down because he bombs on the Tonight Show. And George it was looking like he was up a little bit because he was having actual conversations with um, George Went and Corbin Burnson. But then when they got on the show, they called him a, a nut. So yeah, I'd say he's down. I think uh, I'll agree on that, but I'll I'll give because we I like to grade George on a curve, and I think I'm going even, Stephen, maybe even a little bit up. Because he gets the free flight to California, the yeah. free room in California, and apparently there's a food allowance. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't know. It seemed like. Yeah, you're right. I'm. Uh, yeah. And then he I does. You know, word. he he gets mentioned on the Tonight Show, even though you know nobody knows it's him. That's the nut. But I mean, <laughs> and he thought <laughs> he's super embarrassed in the crowd. Though. Yeah. No, that's definitely a downest situation there. But the rest of it, I think, balances it out to get him to even. Yeah. Stuff. If he didn't get, if he, if if they didn't um, call him a nut, like and kind of make fun of him or whatever, or whatever, then he would have had a an up episode for sure. Yeah. All right. So, do you have any deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations? Um. I. I. <laughs> it's. It's so funny. I love, uh, like, uh, like you know, they, they have Corbin Burnson. And yeah, I know he's LA. Lo- I I love him in uh, Major Major League. League. Yep. <laughs> I love uh, George Went. I was a fan of Cheers. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. Norm. 
Uh, I love Keith Morrison. He's my favorite. Oh my god, person. Did you know before this rewatch that that was him? Yeah, I never. You know what? I was so excited because I fucking love Keith Morrison. He's my oh favorite my Dateline guy, and he, me and Crystal will record every episode he's on, and like he, his voice is so like it oh, puts yeah. me, it puts us to sleep. He's got like this nice like sultry voice. <laughs> yes, like... and he his his uh, the way he opens up episodes, he writes those or whatever. It's... Yeah. Oh, he's so good. No, I knew that was Keith Morrison because he looks exactly the same, except his face is like a hundred years older. Yeah. <laughs> like it's him, but like he's so wrinkled up now. Like I you know, like... he's the same weight, same haircut, yeah, same yeah. everything, but his, his voice face... is different though. Is it? I I felt like it was not as good yet. Uh what else you got? Like I always say, I, I you know, I I have a hard time picking up on stuff when I'm doing the yeah. No, that's probably it. Just like, I, I don't know. I love I love all three of those people. So. Yeah, I know it's funny that you're like Corbett Burnson, Major League. That was my first thought, and then of course George Wynn as Norm and Cheers is awesome, and then the Keith Morrison. I've already gushed over him, and also. Oh. Uh, well, the, I don't. Just one. I mean, we talked about it already a little bit. It's the airport. Is just remembering that, like how it was, and it was annoying then, but now it's way more annoying. Yeah. But we kind of talked about it already. Yeah. Couple observations I have are at the at that restaurant slash coffee shop that they're at, the diner, the coffee shop. They're in. <laughs> that they're in California. Yeah, where Fred Savage is. When Fred Savage runs out of there, there's a sign on the wall that has um, like the coffees they have, and one of them is a cafe latte. Which oh, is, really? Yeah. So I was like, cafe latte, <laughs> love it. Um, the back when they're at I the end... sorry, I should have mentioned Fred Savage because I was a huge fan of Wonder Years. Yeah, I was gonna mention that they're in the the side characters. So another observation is uh, when they're at the NBC studios to go to um, to the Tonight Show, there's a Quantum Leap poster, which also oh. has your boy Scott Bakula. Oh so I feel God. like... I'm a huge Quantum Leap fan, too. I love yeah. Scott Bakula. <laughs> Scotty B. Yeah. <laughs> which could also be Scott Bayo. Don't, don't get it twisted. And this is something I wanted to mention, and I don't know, see... In the you know the guy from the uh, van and the keys you know like have you ever killed a man Kramer oh God, that guy the guy you hate yeah uh, did you notice in this episode he has like a cross on his forehead I didn't but that solidifies that they're part of the Manson crew yeah and I feel like that wasn't there the last time and and then it got me to thinking I was like was that a cross or was that was it like Ash Wednesday when they filmed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that dude just really religious <laughs> I think, uh, no he's definitely part of the Manson crew or the no. wannabe Manson crew alright so let's let's talk about the side characters so we have um, the blonde from the commercials what do you think of her I like her uh, what do you it's think of all part what do you think of her potentially playing Hitler's wife or girlfriend? Um, 
Eva Braun. Nobody knows. Yeah, the problem, she's too hot because if I remember Eva Braun correctly, she was a little staunch. Yeah. She a little um she a little dicky do. and this girl was cute as fuck and she had a nice body with like the curly blonde hair yeah would it be would it be safe to say if she played ava braun that she'd be a a hot nazi yeah she i put her into that category as as a good looking nazi for sure what are your thoughts yeah no i agree i think she's kind of Kind of hot. Yeah, no, she's, <laughs> she's definitely like, nine early nineties hot, but she's uh, an airhead for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> she screams well though. Yeah, yeah, and she definitely didn't deserve to die, and she definitely doesn't deserve to say, um, "I found this on her person." Like, yes, <laughs> she she is a person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever they that do. over there is a dead body. <laughs> what do you yeah. think of the detectives? They okay, so we've had some run ins with the police, and they always suck because they're like usually dropped in from like a serious show, yeah. And these two are dropped in from the most serious show of all time <laughs> for whatever reason. It's serious, it's so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> all in the trees, Jeff. <laughs> like, I love all of it. It's it's fucking so funny. They're on. They're on something that's got them all amped up. Too much coffee. Yeah, they're on too much coffee. They're detectives that are just like always on the job. And then he he's like, he would you he would totally say on 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 her person, but then he gets mad that like the beat cop says it. Right. right, right. <laughs> he's like, you haven't earned you haven't earned the ability to say on her person. Right. Right. That was basically what that was. It. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Fred Savage? Uh, he's a little bit of a dork um, <laughs> in in this episode, but I love him. Um, Wonder Years, yeah, I love the Wonder Years. Yeah, I wish that show never ended. Well, he'd still look the same. He'd still be right. in high school. <laughs> right. Isn't isn't Fred Savage like thirty when he like he's on there? Yeah, I think he's dead now. Is he really? Yeah, because he's like 90 now. Oh, man. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He, I don't know. He's, um, I think by the end, he was maybe up there a little bit in age. But uh, he's older than us. He's probably in his 60s now, I bet. <laughs> he probably right. does look exactly the same, though. And he probably looks like the same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, what what do you think? Oh, no, I, I I love I don't know he he is he's he's like a, I don't know he should have given Kramer a little chance. Yeah, but Kramer came uh, over all all creepy. <laughs> he's like he I'm, I'm normal, just like, like I may look a little weird. I may look a little weird, but I'm normal, just like you, just like you. And then he knocks over the table, and I think that's the last straw right there. <laughs> like, he runs. He runs out. Puts his foot up on the table. <laughs> I don't know. He's a little dorky. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like him. I think he's uh, I think he plays it pretty cool at first, though. He's like, yeah, it's no, all right, no. you know, like, and then like Kramer's just yeah, getting too yeah. much. Relax, relax. He's like, telling him, relax, relax. I'm surprised nobody recognizes him as Stephen Snell, though. 
Right. He yeah. <laughs> he was just on an episode recently. Yeah. You'd think that someone would say, "Oh, that's Stephen Snell from Murphy Brown." Yeah, Stephen Snell. Unless they unless they completely erased that episode because it seemed kind of mad that it was calling. <laughs> you think that they maybe just they probably cut him right out of the episode? Although back then things just aired once, so yeah. If you didn't yeah. catch it at the time, true. All right, so this is the character I really want to talk. Actually, let's talk about Lupe. Do you like Lupe? I like Lupe, not as much as Dad. Um, (laughs) Like I said many an episode ago, Dad would go to war for Lupe before me and you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lupe's cute. I would uh, definitely, if I had the chance, uh, have chambermaid sex with her. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a woman in your room. <laughs> yeah, because it's a woman in my room. Breast wibbling <laughs> or sweat. I don't know. Breast uh, convulsing. Convulsing. I'm just trying to help you. Out. Uh, no, I like her. She's uh, she's um, she's sweet. She's very sweet. She wants to do the best she can. She's yeah. Up. Yeah. And I'm on George's side, like, like I said before, Jerry should have never crumpled it up. Don't blame the things on Lupe. Like, he, he, Jerry's like, you got, you got a spot on the Tonight Show. Like, you should be at least professional enough where you could make make it through your set. You know, like, don't try to like Lupe threw it out. Like, she's just doing her job. Yeah, see, the problem right. is Jerry is probably, that's his new material, though, because he's done that dog routine like five times. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> no, but I think, I think uh, overall, I like Lupe. She's, she's like, she's cute. Yeah. Like so her. what do you think of Helena? Oh, my God. Is she even alive? You she looks like a corpse, <laughs> right? I thought honestly, with the fucking opera music going on, I thought it was Crazy Joe Davola and drag. Yeah. <laughs> that might be. Is she? She might be related to him. <laughs> she is fucking. Ugh. Honestly, like that I'm not like even. A, I'm, that looks like a DB. It's a DB. <laughs> You think she was the smog strangler's first victim? First victim, and she has like a battery attached to her that makes her like look alive, but she's dead. (laughs) She's fucking dead. She hasn't worked in 60 years, she told Doc. (laughs) She got executed with the Stooges. (laughs) The weird choice of uh, (laughs) for them, but oh my god. I I don't know. I, I guess she plays. I don't know. I guess they wanted to go down this route with yeah. some, like, wacko. Like I'm gonna be... like old Hollywood, but she she looked like a dead body. <laughs> I I can't stand her. Like yeah, I, I, I I just I really and then even she gets that second scene where she's in the um in the police, uh, station. police station and she's annoying as hell there too. Like I just I don't know. Kramer. Oh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> You were live. You're too sensitive. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we talked about Keith Morrison and the Birdson and uh, George Went combination. Uh, so 
what's the your favorite line or scene from the episode? Uh, there are many. This is a good one. Um, I immediately popping in my head is when George shows up with five bags and uh, shares like, "Who are you, Diana Ross?" <laughs> 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 Uh, and then they go through that whole thing, and George is like, "I, I, uh, I dress a, I dress according to mood," mm-hmm. and he breaks down. Like within the many, uh, the, within there's subtle variations, and uh, uh, seemingly, seemingly, I dress the same, but there's subtle variations. Like uh, this one is morning mist because he actually looks a little like morning mist. Yeah. <laughs> Slash dad. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> just say like dad. I was gonna say George is giving off so many dad vibes in this episode. Oh between between God. the outfits, the hat, the the fucking bathrobe that he's wearing at one point, the the liking the, the chambermaid yeah. more than fucking best friend. Making inviting the chambermaid in yep. to discuss with her how he wants like that is such a dad move. Oh my god! Like he's wow. always like he all takes... excited about like the soaps and fucking conditioner and the, and the oh yeah bathroom like and just like that is such a dead thing to like uh, take an interaction that should take like three seconds like oh you're you're the chambermaid nice to meet you you know whatever one tuck send her on her way like it's Lupe's yeah. in the room for twenty five minutes getting instructions all like, uncomfortable is... yeah. So that is definitely a dad move. But yeah, George is so dad. And, and then on to, and then we'd even mention this, that Corbett Burnson and the uh, George went. Dad would so do that. Oh my God. I think he fucking nailed the conversation with them. Yeah. I I personally would just see them. And if they didn't talk to me, I would have talked to them. I would be like, oh, I love you on Major League. In Major League. Uh, and then I'd be like, oh, George went. Love, cheers. Nice to meet you. Yeah, no, but I'd probably not even say anything. Like, yeah. I would just, like, uh, I'm not going to disturb them unless they want to talk. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think my favorite uh, line is actually the same as yours. The, I just love the morning mist. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. The, the fact that he has a name for his outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love the airport scene. And which I didn't mention, and I thought I would, is uh, Jerry's outfit in that scene at the airport when he's like, I implore you. Yeah. Why is his shirt so wrinkly? (laughs) And this is coming from somebody that doesn't iron. So, you know, it's bad when I'm noticing shit like that. Cause that's your boy. And he's just absolutely horrible at dressing. (laughs) He, uh, does he wear this one or is it the next one? He has the uh, blazer over the, the, um, my dress shirt that Arlene gave me in like 1988. <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of the. It, it's like a striped, fucking really whacked out, eight, like late 80s shirt, and then he's got the blazer over it with sneakers on. Like it's just, it's, <laughs> no one besides Jerry and Larry David, no one dresses like that ever. <laughs> like someone should say like. Where's Grandma Pat? Like saying, "You, you two boys are embarrassing me." Like, there's <laughs> got to be some older Jewish woman that's telling them, like, guys, like, 
no, you can't dress like that. It's <laughs> terrible. Right? Yeah. No one, like, what style are they? Are you dressed up or are you going for a fucking job? Right? <laughs> with the je- the tight jeans, the bad shirt, and the blazer with sneakers on? Like, what is that? Yeah, they're dressed for like four different occasions at once. Right. Is it? I know it's like, I guess it's like the Jewish comedy, um, Jewish comedian outfit, but like, what is that? What is like, it? What? I don't even get it. It's like my mullet work from home outfit, the uh, business yeah. on the top, party on the bottom. Right, but at <laughs> least you're, calls. at least you're uh, doing it for a reason. Like, yeah, like, I'm working from home. If working from home, if I have to do a, a a Zoom, I'm all taken care of, but I'm comfortable while I do it. Like, there's no point to the, their outfits. Yeah, I learned my lesson after I went on one Zoom call and had my T-shirt on that said, it's all wood. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Louisville Louisville Slugger shirt. That's like somebody probably thought was pornographic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, so which character won the episode? This is maybe the hardest one. You know, I want to say is the detectives. That's what I'm thinking. They're on the case. They're on the case. And at this point, they think they caught the smog strangler. Yes. Or they're on to the smog strangler. Yeah. So I think at this point, they win the episode. I want to give it to Keith Morrison for having a place (laughs) in my heart, too. You should use some moisturizer, and then you would look better. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a new hairstyle after 60 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got the fucking uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence. So now that Lieutenants Martell and Lieutenant Coleman won the first episode of the trip... <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's move on to the trip part two. So do you want to summarize that? Yes. We get to the second part of this episode of uh, some wild and zany things happening out in California. And uh, it opens up. We've got Jerry and George. They're in the car kind of freaking out because they've realized that Kramer is a suspected serial killer and he's on the loose. And George's like, he's on the loose. He's on the loose. They're like, what should we do? What should we do? Should we call the police? And George's like, ah, I'm starving. How can you think of food at a time like this? A time like what? I'm hungry. My stomach doesn't know that Kramer's wanted. I told you to have breakfast. You should have had breakfast. I couldn't have breakfast. It was lunchtime. The three-hour time difference threw me. I wanted a tuna fish sandwich. They wouldn't serve me a tuna fish sandwich because they were only serving breakfast. You should have had some eggs. For lunch? Who eats eggs for lunch? Have you ever heard of egg salad? (laughs) Why don't you say something then? I gotta tell you about the existence of egg salad. I need food, Jerry. I'm feeling faint. I'm getting lightheaded. And then we flip over to another scene. Kramer's just like singing away in the shower, just like completely oblivious to what's going on. George and Jerry see a payphone, and they pull over, and uh, they're gonna make, they're gonna call the police because they gotta get this straightened out one way or the other. 
all Jerry has is a bunch of bills and he's like, I hate breaking, you know, breaking bills. Like, uh, what should we, you know, what should we do? He's like, George, why don't you take some money and go buy some mint? <laughs> immediately thinks that like Jerry's trying to make a subtle hint that he's got bad breath. <laughs> George is like, I didn't eat anything. Like he has like this weird taste or whatever. George is like, just call nine one one, like from the payphone. So it's like Jerry dials nine one one. He's like, hello nine one one, how are you? <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I know it's an emergency number. It is an emergency. My friend has been accused of being a smog strangler, and I know he didn't do it. They're putting me through to the detective in charge of the investigation. Take a terrific effort. What is my name? Who am I? I'm, uh... George Costanza. What's the matter with you? Are you crazy? What is my name? Oh, don't be a baby. What are you scared of? What am I scared of? I'm scared of the same thing you are. Everything. Why don't you just use your own name? Jerry's like, oh, come on, Costanza. It sounds like it stands for something. <laughs> Don't believe us. And the police, the police are like asking where they am, where they are, because they want to like pick them up. And uh, George starts asking people, I'm like, where are we? And the first passerby is like, the Earth. This <laughs> is another lady walking by. Like, Excuse me, miss. What 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 street are we on? And she's like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, you don't know. And uh, then they notice on the payphone, it says they're, they're at like 121 in Turo Boulevard. And they tell the police, and they're like, well, they're going to send a black and white. And Jerry tells George, just like, a black and white? He's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds cool. And then they just start, they're waiting for the police to pick them up. They start talking. I guarantee you Lupe's going to tuck your covers in. I'll bet you. How much? Her tip. You got a bet. Okay. What's your tip a chamberlain? Then the police show up real quick and they're like, which one of you is Costanza? And they point at each other. And George walks up to the police and he's like, do any of you have like a, like a mint or a piece of gum? <laughs> Just get in the car. And George and Jerry in the backseat of the car and George is like, Jerry, can you close your window? And he can't figure out how to like maneuver or anything. They start laughing. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and like, He's messing around back here. <laughs> and the police are like, come on, stop. You guys going to be going through some red lights? I don't think so. But you could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course we could. We could do anything we want. We can drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> we do that all the time. You should see the looks on the people's faces. <laughs> Shoot people? Have you guys ever shot anybody? No. <laughs> and they're both are like, can we can we hear the siren? Can we hit the siren? And they blast the siren and they start making jokes about like how like the siren sound has changed over the years. Like, why? Why didn't the uh, the English police siren ever catch on? Like, did they do studies about like the sound, whether or not it like worked? And then George's like, "What? What, what is that? What gauge is it? Oh, it's a twelve gauge." And uh, I started admiring the twelve gauge. Talked about how the eleven gauge never would have made it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then over the radio, 
or or the, rather they see, as they're driving they see that there might be a possible 519 progress 519 five, yeah 519 in progress and uh, the police get out of the car and go, oh my god it's just a they go go up to the suspect, and in the meantime, they're George's like, I'm starving. It's a bag of pepper farm cookies, something. <laughs> Cops eating Milanos? What crazy town is this? Should I take some? I think that's a 519. <laughs> so, uh, the police end up arresting the guy that looks like he was trying to break into a car and he's in the backseat cuffed, and they're not. The guy's like, what'd you guys do? And he's like, yeah, nothing. And the guy that get, gets uh, cuffed is like, oh, God, officer, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> they ask him, what do you tip a chambermaid? The guy's like, oh, probably $5 a night. And Jerry's like, no, no. Like one, maybe $2 a night. And they're, uh, then, what are you guys doing here? What, you know, what are you, darks? And like, no, we're, uh, we're friends of a serial killer, a suspected serial killer. <laughs> we don't think he did. Well, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, the guy's like, A dollar a night? Yeah, that's a good tip. Oh, that stinks. I read it in Man Landers. Oh, Ann Landers sucks. <laughs> and then over the police radio, it's like, And this is an apprehension in places, it's 702 in progress and they like take off to uh go see what's going on like the police are like oh that's a smog strangler and the police pull up on the scene and jump out of the car and cheer and george what the hell's going on so they get out of the car too and accidentally leave the door open and um your boy escapes the car the next scene they're knocking on the door and they're like they start reading Kramer had his rights. So he's under arrest. You're at the smog strangler, and like Kramer recognizes George and Jerry kind of in the crowd. And they're like, George and Jerry, what's going on? <laughs> and then the next scene is you got Kramer, and he's like getting taken into the police station. And like the media is like, Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And like Kramer kind of doesn't know really what's going on. And then uh, you've got George and Jerry, and they're, uh, Talking to Kramer through the glass. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey, how you doing, Jerry? George? We're doing fine. How are you? Uh, what? Oh, me? Fabulous. Just fabulous. And I got a lot of auditions, uh, a lot of callbacks. And I got a lot of interest in my movie treatment. You know, I'm in development. I'm developing vehicles. Man, there's a lot of energy here, man. You know, the, the vibe, it's, it's powerful. And I'm just swept up in it. Yeah, I'm a player. Player? Oh, yeah, I'm a player. Kramer, do you realize what's going on here? Do you know why you're here? <laughs> what? this? I'll be out of here in a couple of hours. Hey, guess who I met today? Fred Savage. Oh, nice kid. A really, really good kid. You know, we're talking about doing a project together. Kramer, you've been arrested as a serial killer. <laughs> So, I'm innocent. I mean, you guys believe that I'm innocent, don't you? Jerry? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, 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 you're innocent. The security guard, it takes him away, and they, like, ask for a minute, and he runs back. He's like, 
get me out of here, help me. Because <laughs> he realizes that he's in trouble. And then uh, the next scene is the cops are just interrogating Kramer. Officer Martell and Officer Coleman. They got him in a dark room. You're making a big mistake. No, you made a mistake, Kramer. Sickies like you always do. The only difference is this time, you're going to pay. What? Now, you might beat the gas chamber, Kramer, but as long as I have got a breath in my body, you will never, ever see the light of day again. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got the wrong man! You know, it wasn't me! Oh, yeah, right. Maybe it was one of your other uh, personalities, huh? What? The wise guy, the little kid, the bellhop, the ball huh? player. What? Maybe the door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman, but not you, right? No, you wouldn't hurt a fly. You just couldn't help yourself, could you, Kramer? You saw life brimming brightly with optimism and verve, and you just had to snuff right. it out. Can I talk to somebody? Can I just explain? I'm not interested in your explanations, Kramer. Sure, I mean, I bet you've got a million of them. Maybe your mother didn't love you enough. Maybe the teacher didn't call on you in school when you had your little hand raised. Maybe the pervert in the park had a present in his pants, huh? Well, I got another theory, Kramer. You're a weed. No. Society's filled with them. Oh, yeah. You're choking the life out of all the pretty flowers. You see something going As Kramer's get interrogated, a call comes in. It's for uh, Officer Martell. He picks up the phone. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Let him go. <laughs> they found another body over on the, over in the canyon. So Kramer gets released and like walks out of the precinct and meets Jerry and George, and they start celebrating. He's like, "Somebody else got killed while I was in custody. I'm free." And they're like, <laughs> completely oblivious to the fact that there's a serial killer on the loose. But they're happy their friend has made it out of jail. The next scene is the three guys are out on like a little park bench and they're having lunch and kind of talking about stuff. Like, Kramer, what are you, you know, what are you gonna do? It's like, do, do. Hey, I'm doing what I do. You know, I've always done what I do. I'm doing what I do. The way I've always done it, and the way I'll always do it. Kramer, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, maybe I've been struggling. L.A. is a cold, cold place. But things are going well. Like, I found a girl. They're like, but Kramer, she was murdered. Like, I wasn't looking for anything long term. <laughs> He's like, Kramer, you were arrested as a serial killer. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, things might not look like they're going too well, but I'm, I'm going to stick it out. I get a couple of things, you know, a couple of pokes of fire. And, uh, things are going to work out. And then Jerry turns to Kramer. He's like, you know, I'm sorry about the whole apartment thing. Uh, I wish things were different. But and Kramer's like, no worries. And then they all kind of hug it out. And they uh, squish up George's tuna sandwich. The next thing we have is Jerry and George are in the uh, in the hotel, and evidently George's bed got tucked in. He's just trying to get the fuck out with with authority. And no wonder why he's pulled his hamstring doing this shit. <laughs> uh, and we phase out and come back in, and it's George and Jerry. They're back in New York. They're back at Jerry's apartment, <laughs> and George is talking about how he's really disappointed in Lupe. 
It's been three days already. Forget about the thing. Do she get to take any of those little bars of soap home? No, I don't. I think at the end of the week when they're handing out the checks, throw in a few soaps. Yeah, maybe they should throw in a couple of lamps, too. Hey, something. If I owned the company, my employees would love me. They'd have huge pictures of me up on the walls and in their home, like Lennon. How much did you wind up tipping her? Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> so, like, communism didn't work. And then uh, out of nowhere, Kramer just walks into the apartment. And uh, he's like, Jerry, you got any mustard? He's like, yeah, yeah, on the door. Like, you got any pickles? Yeah, yeah, yep, we got some. Jerry just like throws the Kramer the keys and Kramer leaves and he's like kind of looking at Jerry like, all right, we're back. And uh, he comes back into the apartment and throws the huge set of keys that he has and it knocks over like a drink on the table. <laughs> breaks, breaks something. And we see that things are kind of back to normal in New York. And the next scene is Keith Morrison talking about how the smog is on, on the news. The smog strangler is still on the loose. He escaped from police custody. The suspect is five foot five inches and goes by the name of Tobias Lehi Nagy. Possible killings in the, uh, the Northwest and it evidently is a really good tipper. <laughs> the episode ends. All right. So the episode is the trip part two, the conclusion of the California uh, leg of Seinfeld. And Jerry and George are trying to track down Kramer at jail. So they go to a payphone. They make a bet about George's talk or no talk. And they also track down Kramer in his house. And he ends up getting uh, interrogated and then released after they realized that somebody else was killed while he was in custody. And then J- Jerry wins the bet over George. So George is losing the bet. He has to tip Lupe, which he forgets to do. And then after Kramer gets released from prison, they uh, go home and Kramer just comes back. And that's how the episode really ended. And then the smog strangler was in the episode where Jerry and George got to meet him and he's a generous tipper and he thinks Ann Landers sucks. And they, they have him in custody on an unrelated charge and Jerry and George let him get loose. So this to me is probably the most fucked up episode of Seinfeld so far, because I'll tell you three reasons why a, the murders. And the, the, the lack of empathy. You have the whole thing with them, Kramer getting released for prison, and they're, they're dancing around. And I don't know if you noticed this, but like the family of one of the murder victims is like right in the background crying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is horrible. Well, we talk about how death is like a comedy vehicle. And yeah. This is like a perfect example of that that and and just goes along the same lines is that they just don't they're so self-absorbed they have no um which is perfectly covered at the very end you know and it's the whole re- like how the whole seinfeld ends yeah these are people that are not 
like part of normal society because they don't care about anything other than other than themselves and you see it there like point blank like you know yeah. <laughs> like I, I had brought it up on a on a previous sign bros how Kramer gets out and they're like someone else died like you know <laughs> yeah, while I was in custody you know it's like which is great struck again <laughs> right which is great but like somebody died but yeah. they're completely oblivious to it another reason why this was the, the, but the mur the, like we sorry to, i just want to throw this out before i forget like we have the manson um family yeah that so the smog strangler is similar it's our boy oh is it uh the really rank breath because oh. <laughs> it's the, the same uh, thing the night stalker the night stalker it's uh because they get they because he does get caught for an unrelated thing but he escapes that it's not, oh yeah it's, so it's similar to that where he's actually put in the police car because he runs away but he gets uh in trouble with an officer unrelated to the his murders and then they realize after the fact they had him, but he got away. Yeah. So it's kind of like along those same lines. Like they're kind of playing off, playing off that a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot with the serial killers because even Bundy got arrested on a traffic violation, but they actually got him. Yeah. On that. Um, and then Bundy got, arre- Bundy got arrested multiple times. Yeah, and he escaped, and he had a whole thing going on. Uh, so what do you think of the name Smog Strangler as a serial killer name? I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think it, I honestly, I think it's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's well named. Yeah, I mean. I could totally LA, picture LA. that being, I mean, my favorite uh, fake serial, well, not fake. My favorite serial killer name would be the Zodiac Killer. I just love the name. Yeah. Even though he invented that himself, but of all the... Uh, <laughs> Your boy Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, and his rinse, like, rancid breath. You don't like Son of Dad? Son of Dad. <laughs> the, the, the Lopper? You don't like the, the Lopper? lopper. <laughs> the Lopper, yeah. <laughs> Son of Dad. <laughs> All right, so uh, do you tip when you stay at a hotel? No. <laughs> Are you supposed to? <laughs> I think so. Really? I don't know. I I'm like, like inconsistent. Get ripped with, off I feel like I feel like sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, and it's like I don't like we talked about it earlier. It's like I don't want them coming in my room. So like the end after I'm gone is like all right you're just setting up for the next person so like i feel like you're really not providing me a service at that point so i don't but then sometimes i'll just have like a a couple extra bucks or like a 10 or 20 and i'll just throw it on the table (laughs) i don't know depends on my mood the many moods of tipping i Uh, feel like you get ripped off enough with the room i mean like come on yeah they're giving you a room right 
yeah. that is they're already paying the overhead for everything, the, whatever it takes to heat or cool it. But I, I mean, everything is is uh, profit. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you get a bed with a fucking TV and they're like 250 bucks. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. I guess you're including like everything else that comes along. Like, why am I tipping? Like I'm getting ripped off to begin with. I'm staying here for 45 minutes. I'm laying down. I'm not doing anything else. In there. Yeah. No, because that's all we do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I... I don't feel like there's any activity while I'm there that is making me say I need to leave a tip. Like when I go to a restaurant, on the other hand, and I'm provided with good, like on the spot service, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good service. I'm going to leave a tip. Yeah. I don't see the chamber. Did the chambermaid even clean the room properly? Yeah, there's no. Yeah, they're not even doing anything while you're staying there. So you're just tipping for the after effects, I guess. Right, but if you're they come in while you... Let's say you get a room for a couple of days. They come in while you're gone. And like, I don't know. Okay, they made the bed and that was it. <laughs> Did they do anything else? Yeah. And then half the your time... napkin off your uh, nightstand. Right, they got rid of all my jokes. <laughs> but like half the time like if i'm with like steph and the kids like we kind of pick up the room anyway yeah they always clean they don't have room. to come in and do anything all they got to do is take the, i mean they're going to peel the thing off the bed anyways so i mean i usually leave the room clean and then just they peel the sheets off and wash them or whatever after i'm gone that's it <laughs> but do that or Are do the sheets clean so george gets stuck in that whole like time warp with the three hours so i i've been there and it's like you go or this happens to me like you go to lunch at 11 so if there's like if there's a situation where you have the option of breakfast or lunch what are you picking depends on my many moods yeah um i love breakfast but i love a good lunch too. yeah um, i kind of pegged you as a lunch guy <laughs> Uh, yeah, it depends. I like a I like breakfast. I, it, I, it depends on the mood. Like sometimes I'm really in the mood. Like um, Sunday, I mean, we did we did a nice breakfast. Like we did a whole thing with like French toast and like, eggs and all that. So sometimes you get in the mood for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it all. I don't know. Depends. Yeah. Depends. I'm not like George where like if it, if I feel like breakfast I can't like shift to lunch like I could shift back and forth it doesn't matter to me yeah if it's it's all good yeah it's all good food to me yeah I feel like I'm more of a lunch guy but I will eat a nice hearty breakfast once in a while yeah um, I don't I I don't like if I got up early I'm I'm not. Like I'll have for breakfast, so I just have like coffee and uh, an English muffin. I'm I don't eat breakfast food for breakfast, but I'll eat breakfast food. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just I don't eat eat breakfast in the morning. Does that make sense? Yeah, I eat more <laughs> of a coffee and just like a English muffin kind of person. Yeah, 
So it's funny when you were recapping the um the episode and you said that like when Kramer is talking to Jerry and George behind the glass and then he walks away and then he talks to the cop and then he's like, help me, help me, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you think that he's doing that because he's scared or do you think that he's doing that because he's joking? I think he it finally hits him. <laughs> like he's Oh, like, really? Yeah, it's because the, the next scene, he's in the... I think the cop says, like, I'm bringing you down to meet with the detectives. They're going to interrogate. Something happens there because he's okay. Yeah. He leaves. Something, I, there's some sort of conversation with that officer. He flips out, and then the next scene, he's getting interrogated. Fine. It's funny because I, I read that scene completely differently. So I see he's talking to Jerry and George, and he's trying to pretend everything is okay. And I think that he still thinks everything's like a joke. So he tells the officer, like, I'm going to go pretend I'm, you know, could you yank me away, kind of, as a mm-hmm. joke to my friends. That's mm-hmm. how I read that scene. It's funny that we have two different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's slowly starting to sink in a little bit. Yeah. Because right. the next scene, he's he's basically crying the whole time. Yeah. Because uh, off, Detective Martell said, "Oh, you yeah, you, you saw some, you saw something beautiful, and you just had to stop it out." You know? <laughs> Speaking like, of, oh, maybe your mommy didn't love you enough, and you walk by the pink, you walk by the beautiful flowers. It's just too much. Speaking of that interrogation, did you catch that Kramer may have been molested? Did you notice that? Huh? So he, yeah, this is weird, right? Okay. So this is he's, he's, um, he's interrogating him and he's yeah. like, maybe your mom didn't love you enough. Maybe the teacher didn't call on you in, in high school or whatever. When but he laid, says, maybe when the you guy, your little hand. Yeah. And that maybe the guy at the park uh, showed you his present. Oh. And then as you know about the guy at the park yeah and then kramer says to him how'd you know about the guy at the park yes i did i i never picked up what martell said yeah but i always wondered why kramer said that when he was walking out oh wow i gotta rewatch that yeah it kind of blew my mind i was like jesus (laughs) so that's what that goes along with this whole like my whole thing about this is like the the craziest episode of Seinfeld because it's got like the whole death scene, which they go to a bunch of times, but then serial killers, but like that molestation or like potential molestation in the episode. Yeah, and they just sneak I, it I in never, there. I it's never, the way that it's the way they just sneak it in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So George loses the bet to Jerry. So his duty is to tip Lupe and he forgets to do it. So yeah. do you think he forgets to do it, or do you think he just does doesn't do it? I think he forgets. As cheap as George is, like I, I know, and you know, everyone knows that George is a cheap bastard. I think he forgot. The reaction I, makes me feel like he forgot. Yeah. He, he, I think he kind of holds out a piece of his heart for Lupe, even though she did the untuck. Although he, he was so. Oh, oh shit. You know what? He purposely didn't tip her because of the no tuck. Yeah, but that was him losing the bet, though. That was the reason why he was supposed to tip her. Because she didn't 
Wait, I'm I'm confused. So Jerry and George when they're at the payphone. Yep. Uh when the cops, the black and whites pull up. Yep. They're having a conversation and he's like, Jerry goes, I bet I uh, bet you Lupe's not gonna Lupe's gonna tuck your sheet. And mm-hmm. George is like, No, she's not. And Jerry's yep. like, I'll bet you. And they're like, What? He's like, I bet you you'll, you know, whoever loses has to tip her. Oh, that's what okay. I'm, so then yeah. at the end, that's why it was his responsibility to tip her, even though George got all the other free stuff. All he had to do was tip, and that's he didn't even spend that money. Uh, <laughs> so George went to LA her. for like three, four days and didn't spend a dime. Yeah, he tipped <laughs> her because he, he's a Jew. And to the nth degree. Oh, yeah. Even though he's like, don't blame Lupe, and he's all into that. He like he fucking when it came down to it, he uh, hated the fact that he got the he got tucked in there. Yeah, he probably he probably blew out his hamstring and a calf. <laughs> so he fucking didn't he quote unquote forgot to leave a tip for Lupe. All right, so let's go to the categories. So we have up, down, even, Steven. Kramer's up. He heads into this episode like everyone, you know, the police are after him for being a, a serial killer. He goes through some tough shit. But at the end of it, he is free on all charges. He has a little powwow with his buddies and uh, tries to explain to them that he's doing okay, but in the process realizes that LA's up. It's a cold, dark place. It'll eat you alive. <laughs> um, but he tries to stick it out, and then at the end, he's back in New York. He's got the keys, and uh, all is good. So Kramer is up. George is up. Like you said, he got this trip out to La La Land. He didn't spend a dime. He was supposed to spend a dime with the with tipping Lupe and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so our man is uh, is up. Jerry is up as well. Jerry, as we saw, like felt terrible about the whole, how everything had gone down. He felt responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. I think in his even Steven mind, he didn't even make everything right with Kramer, regardless. Mm-hmm. If Kramer came back or not, he just needed to make things right. He did out in LA, comes back to New York. You know, they're chilling. Kramer all of a sudden is back in New York and all is well. So Jerry is also up because he was able to get everything off his chest and he's got his, uh, his friend, his neighbor back, and everything is going back to normal. Yeah. Which he loves, which they all, they all love normal. And uh, Elaine is not in this episode either. Yeah, I I completely agree with all your uh, your levels there. My so, seconds. Your levels, the, your apartment levels. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations? Not really anything that we didn't talk about in the first part of the trip. We got uh, Keith Morrison is back. Yeah. Uh, which I love. He's still rocking the um, the Johnny hairdo from Karate Kid. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't really. I can't really think of anything too much. All right. Well, I don't have any deep cuts, but I know Tobias Lehigh Nagy did some on, on oh. those women. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that last one was left in the canyon, which freed up Kramer. Yeah. So last body. Yeah. So the I guess kind of a nitpick would be how long is Kramer in prison for? He's gonna like, be out by noon. So he's literally in there for like eight hours. <laughs> so they discover this body like that fast, and then he they know immediately that it was just like that fresh, I guess. And and Tobias Lehigh Nagy like escaped that car with handcuffs on and he already killed somebody. He's proficient. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh he's evil. Um they yeah, they bring Kramer in and I don't know, it's hard to I mean they don't really distinguish whether it's one day to the next or whatever, but yeah. you, I guess you're led to believe that he gets brought in in the morning, he's shaving and like Yeah. And so let's say it's like nine o'clock or whatever so it's like a yeah i guess that could work uh one of the observations i have is soda at the end jerry's drinking a soda and kramer's yep. huge keys knock it over but what what is that like a coconut soda or something what is he drinking a i'm soda? i'm not exactly sure i didn't look like that. a weird like, yeah it's a different he maybe got a little got a little taste for something different now that he was in la la land yeah yeah. Um, and then the other, the big observation I wanted to make was, uh, so George and Jerry in the bo- back of the cop car. Yeah. Is it me or is that like so dumb and dumber? Why did they change the siren noise? When I was a kid, it was always, wah, wah. you know, and now it's, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Why'd they do that? I mean, did they do some research? Did they find out that woo, woo was a more effective siren than wah? Yeah, hey, what about those uh, English sirens, you know? that reminds me of like when jim carrey's like um when he's like have you ever heard the most annoying noise or whatever and he does that whole thing it's like the same exact beats i just it really like kind of flashed me to dumb and dumber but right but didn't, didn't this episode come out before dumb and dumber this came out in August of '92, so when I think. Dumb and, when did Dumb and Dumber come out? Uh, you're asking. I we'll have to get the crack research team on that because I don't I have no idea. Because I want to say it was. I think Dumb and Dumber came out after. Yeah, it came out in '94. So yeah, Dumb and Dumber stole it. Stole it from that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. No, it just had, it had, it gave me, I don't know. It reminded me of that when they're in the car and everything. But you got to look at it like George and Jerry have been friends like forever. So they're yep. being all stupid and silly. You know? Yeah. No, it works. It definitely works. All right. So do you want to talk about the side characters? I think the only new one. New one. Is, boy. Yeah. Tobias Lehigh Nagy, which I, what do you think of that as a serial killer name? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little long. It's a little. Uh, it's tough to roll off the tongue a little bit. <laughs> Tobias Lehigh Nagy. <laughs> what is he from? The Dutch country? 
<laughs> you know, that's, that's a strange ass name. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's an interesting character. Um, so what was he st- trying to steal a car in broad daylight and yeah. on a main road? <laughs> As is any after killing multiple people, like that's that the only thing. Like the fact that, like, he, <laughs> like here he is. He 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 has killed multiple people. He's on the, like, it's on the news. The smog strangler, and that <laughs> this dude is, is trying to steal a car in broad daylight. Like, and and then on top of it, the cops roll up to him and they like park. And they're right. like getting out of the car and he's still trying to steal the car. Right, right. <laughs> so he's stuck with the serial killer. I don't, know. He, I don't know. He's prolific, but like, I don't know, even know what to make of it. Well, I guess is it, when it's when the smog kicks in that he's like he gets his his he serial killing really on. Yeah. yeah, he's proficient at that point. But when it's broad daylight, he's just retarded. He's trying to steal cars. Yeah, he gets all deep. <laughs> Uh, so he's still at he's still at large so i mean yeah he must be doing something right and he managed to get out of those handcuffs and kill another person in the canyon so right you know he's he's doing his thing by the way did you know that's ron howard's brother yes yeah Yeah, cliff howard (laughs) or clint clint howard he uh he looks just like him actually it's funny yeah he's a uglier version yeah he's (laughs) He's the old, older, balder, but worse-looking brother. He got hit with a, like a shovel or something <laughs> when they were younger. He's uh, he hates Ann Landers, which is a little strange because no one hates Ann Landers. And uh, but he's a quite the prolific. He, as prolific as he is as a serial killer, he's a prolific tipper. <laughs> like five dollars a night like i'm i don't even tip a chambermaid jerry and george well george doesn't either jerry's saying one to two dollars a night you're saying probably nothing he's five dollars yeah he's dropping 25 dollars for five days or whatever. that's pretty solid maybe because and this is the 90s yeah maybe because he kills some he he's had to tip chambermaids because they've had to uh get rid of all the blood and like <laughs> like maybe a, like a, a human head out of the bathroom like <laughs> of a hotel that he stayed at because like, <laughs> like well, i was thinking he, about the other way if he wasn't uh such a pro, pro prolific tipper maybe he could afford a car so he wouldn't have to steal one in broad daylight <laughs> Right, that's it. he should be. He should be just taking the car of one of his victims. Like, why is he like <laughs> he? Right? I yeah. mean, he, I don't know. I mean, these like, cops are out there eating Milano's, so who knows their investigating skills? I mean, right. I feel like, I, but I feel like uh, Tobias is all fucked up. Like he's like doesn't know what's going. On. He's doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. He he's like smart and like tipping chambermaids because to get him you know to clean up clean up a hotel room where he did damage him but then he's right out there and brought like in an on a main road <laughs> feeling car like he's just it's he's off the he's off the chain <laughs> <laughs> that shovel to his dome didn't help yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> He's a retarded too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your what's your favorite line or scene from the episode? I kind of like when they're uh, the three uh, Kramer, George, and Jerry are up on the uh, up on that little hill with the Hollywood in the background. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about things just as friends, and they kind of go in for the group hug. And well, it's it's Kramer giving the hug. Jerry and George are avoiding the hug, especially. Yeah, the- no, but I mean, like, I don't know, like they're talking about things, talking about life. Jerry like apologizes. Kramer's trying to talk himself through telling them that he's okay out here. It's like. Kind of like a one of those gut moments, and they like, you know, I guess I'll be seeing you, and they leave. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like. I was gonna say I like that scene, and I like in particular when Kramer's just like going on and on, and then George is like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> and then what are you talking about <laughs> for this for the sentimental part of me? Like I love the last scene when Jerry throws him the keys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just think it's a cool moment. Like, yeah. It's like, That's welcome true. back, buddy. You know, like, yeah. and then Kramer throws him his huge set of keys yeah. with the, with a couple more uh, keys on there from the ladies in LA. Yeah. <laughs> Half of them died. Oh, that was actually, I know it's kind of getting late in the show, but like, nitpick, what is going on with his apartment? So he leaves to California and he still got that apartment. He doesn't pay rent. Yeah, he, hasn't, that, he hasn't worked. He, someone must have, maybe his dad, he, like, gave him that apartment. It's it's paid for. Completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. So maybe it's just his and it was empty when he was gone. Yeah. That makes I, sense, I, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't, he, because he doesn't work. Yeah. He worked at H&H. And then, yeah, but he didn't work for like 13 years, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like he makes money. But... Well, he fell ass backwards into money. That was at some point, George says that, yeah. Which I character... think he just kind of owns the apartment, like I don't even think he rents it, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so which character won the episode? Um, Jerry. Yeah, I think Jerry too. And it's because he gets, like you said, he um, he's the ultimate even Steven. He wants to get back with Kramer and apologize. And then Kramer comes back. His yeah. buddy's back. He gets the best of both worlds. He's able to get that feeling off his chest about, you know, maybe doing things wrong, maybe being too annoyed with Kramer. Yeah, that, and then maybe it's a couple days later, and uh, and Kramer's back, and they get things back to normal. Yep. All right. So, so which trip, part one or part two, won the face-off? Two. Yeah, I think two. Also, I agree. Tobias. Lehigh Maggie makes an appearance and uh, is a completely wacky uh, <laughs> serial killer who we can't seem to figure out. 
George had waxed poetic about Lupe and then ends up at Tipner. Yeah. Leaves us wondering if he did it by accident or if he really truly is the biggest Jew of all time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we get the great ending. Uh, yeah. Kramer back in the fold in New York. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. And do you, does either one of these knock off uh, the boyfriend? Nah. No way, right? Not yet. Nah. <laughs> All right. Nah, I think we, I caught a glimpse of uh, an episode coming up, and I think there might chance. be a chance, but uh, not so. You're not. saying? So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> Got to tie it up with a little dumb and dumber since I referenced Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so with that, we'll end the show. Tune into Side Bros next time and find out how Jay Crespi spells his last name and why George is looking for Kramer. See ya. Are they, are they, do they own a couple of Trotters? <laughs> <laughs> you know, racing horses? <laughs> They're like big riding dogs. <laughs> oh my God. Take me to your leader. <laughs>